Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about animals. All right, let's feed their brains. Woof. Meow. Sup. What does the fox say? My name's Angela. And I'm Claude. And uh, welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for thanks for listening again. Yeah, shout out to that Texas listener. Oh, facts. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but someone in Texas was listening to our podcast. And everyone's welcome here. Don't know if it was a misclick, but if it wasn't. <laughs> well, we appreciate we the misclick anyways. We love Texas. Yeah. Have you ever been to Texas? We have been to Texas. I don't Together. remember. How old was I? I don't know. Yeah, well. When we went to Florida. Oh, yes. We went to Kentucky. We've been to the original Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not relevant to this episode. So, we are going to be talking about (laughs) animals. Animals. And specifically, why do animals do that? Who are you? And why do you do that? Um, So, if you could be any animal, Claude, what animal would you be? Um, I've gotten this question a lot. I've gotten this question on a job interview before. Except really? it was, what two animals would you be and why? What'd you if say? You, I don't know. I was so panicked. I was like, who asked this? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> a shark? A shark. Because you just keep swimming <laughs> forward? Oh, my God. Um, I think when I was younger, I used to say cheetah because that was just my favorite animal. True. Did you know cheetahs don't run? They, like, leap? Yeah. Yeah. I did a speech on that once. <laughs> Titillating tidbit. <laughs> um, but what animal would I be? Yeah, what animal would you be? I don't know. I'd always used to think like a, a dog, but then I'm like, what if I was put in a bad situation as a dog? You know? Like, True. what if I was left in the streets? True. But um, probably go with uh, maybe like a rhino. Why? Because um, they have a horn. Okay, cool. I don't really care, and it's not really relevant <laughs> to this episode. All right. But uh, we're going to be talking about why animals do things sometimes. Which is funny because you can't ask an animal, like, why do you do that? Yeah, so how do people figure that out? Behavioral studies huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, so the behavior mm-hmm. of studies. Yeah, so do you want to ask our first question yeah, that what's came a out bee? of my brain? How what do is- bees make honey? Sorry, what is a bee? <laughs> what is a bee? Um, and how do they make honey? Well, firstly, bees make honey because it's actually their food surprisingly they waste a lot of food so humans are just taking away their food yeah so when you take honey you're taking food from a helpless bee family they're not that helpless some some listen are we talking bees or wasps save the bees bees. we're talking about bees i think only bees bees make honey okay okay wasps eat uh no i think other insects oh okay i'm pretty sure i'm spewing lies (laughs) okay so bees they collect nectar do you know where nectar yes, comes yes, from? Yes, yes, yes. They collect nectar from flowers, mm-hmm. and they use their long, adaptive, slurpy tongues to, like, suck up all that nectar. And then they store it in a second stomach called the honey stomach. So that's not, like, their stomach. They have, like, a another food stomach and then a honey stomach. Oh, that, yeah. to, like, store the honey? Yeah. Oh. So to fill their honey stomach, they might have to visit up to a thousand flowers. Wow. What? They either have a really big stomach or they don't get a lot. I don't think they get a lot from (laughs) one flower. From flowers. So on the way back to the hive, digestive enzymes work on the nectar to break it down. 
Um, and when they get back to the hive, they regurgitate it into the mm. mouth of another bee. Oh. So it's literally like me coming home and like regurgitating my meal into your... <laughs> Ew. So it's like getting groceries, but then eating them and then just regurgitating them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they regurgitate it into the another bee's mouth. And then that bee uses their digestive enzymes um, to like break it down more. Um, and this continues for about a half an hour. So it just goes from bee to bee. I don't know how many bees. Wow. I think it's variable. But um, yeah, so when it's done being regurgitated, it's then transferred into the honeycombs. So that's what you see in those bee videos. Mm Mm-hmm. The where, bee videos. Well, you know, the beekeepers <laughs> where they're like, oh, like they're cutting this. the bee. Yeah. yeah. The honeycomb. So they put it in a honeycomb, but it's still very liquidy. So mm-hmm. then the bees flap their wings really fast. Oh. And it like cools it down and solidifies it. Oh. Yeah. So once it's solidified, they put the beeswax on top of the honeycomb and it can be stored for a really long time. And they just go back to it when they're hungry? Yeah. They just use it when they're hungry. Yeah. Wow. So ready for our first titillating tidbit? Let's Let's go. Titillating tidbit. Um, so they've actually found honey in some ancient Egypt, Egyptian tombs um, that could still technically be eaten today because honey is resistant to bacteria and yeast growth. So it doesn't grow like any harmful oh. bacteria and wow. molds. Yeah. So uh, honey has a very, very long shelf life. Okay. So if you have honey, um, let us know what the date is on your honey. Let's see who has the oldest honey. <laughs> Yeah, that's, okay. that's about honey. So we have had, on to the next animal, we have had a couple baby squirrels in our backyard recently. Squirrel. Squirrels, black squirrels. How do they know where they put their nuts? So, there's a combination of factors. But of course, with animal stuff, you don't really... Like the bee thing, you know, because you can observe that behavior directly. Yeah. But some things that are like cognitive-based, so like whatever an animal's thinking about and mm-hmm. does sometimes you can't know the exact answer because which is talk. fair yeah so there are several theories but squirrels to start are scatter hoarders meaning they have multiple food stashes around their territory interesting yeah so this reduces the risk of them losing their entire food stash to other competitors Ooh. um and it's also theorized that they organize their food stashes based on the type of nut possibly the shape stuff like that and they might even use this information to make like a mental map around their territory and they're like oh the oak acorns are over here or like the chestnuts are over there and the peanuts are over there yeah so this proves that the stashing behavior of squirrels is not random and it actually follows a pattern and they don't just like bury it just randomly and hope that they stumble upon it yeah Mm -hmm. and research shows that um set 75 <laughs> research shows that 95 percent of their stash is actually found later on by the squirrel oh so it's not like they bury it and then immediately go to find they, it when they need it again yeah they find that so only five percent of their of the food stashes that they have don't get found oh so and this is sometimes how you get trees and whatnot ah yeah so ultimately it's thought that they um, it was thought that they only rely on their sense of smell to find their stashes, yeah. but this can't explain why they can find stashes of food um, during the winter when there's snow on the ground. Yeah. Because the scent isn't going to be helpful then. So studies have been conducted and show that squirrels have spatial memory of their territory, 
which we talked about like yeah. the type of nut so they kind of know where they put this stash but the exact mechanisms of this cognitive function is still like being researched oh, very but they think that they have like a map in their head of like oh i this is over here over there yeah, yeah. And then I tried to research um, into how many trees are grown, like, are planted yeah. because of uh, squirrels, and I couldn't find the answer. That's too bad. Probably a, a lot, lot, though. Yeah, probably. I believe mm-hmm. it. Um, so we know where squirrels hide their nuts and why they do it, kind of, or yeah. how they know it's there. Mm-hmm. I have seen several, several squirrels just carrying rocks, like big, okay, not big, like a decent-sized rock to fit in their mouth. Like why is this? So I looked into this because it has been a, like we've said, an area of speculation within our family. Yes. And I couldn't find a very... Debatable topic. Yeah, I couldn't find a very good explanation on the internet for this. So no, no, like, scholarly articles or um, news articles or anything that have, like, looked into this. I did find a quote from a zoologist um, from Peterborough named Don Sutherland, so an an Ontarioan uh, zoologist who hypothesizes that it might be an attempt to fool other squirrels who try to pilfer their food stashes. So essentially, they're laying a trap and tricking other squirrels into thinking that it's a food stash. Yeah. Um, and then just to, like, save their other food stashes. Oh. Yeah. Some of the stones they grab are, like, pretty big, though. They're pretty big. And then they don't bury them very well. No. Yeah. Like, we found a couple in our grass in the front yard, yeah, just in, in the grass. grass. And squirrels also have teeth that grow constantly so that they can open nuts. So maybe it's some sort of thing like that... Like sharpening. Yeah, they, like, yeah. gnaw on stuff to, like, um, dull the Like children. The yeah, not quite the same mechanism. But <laughs> yeah. Also... I learned today yes. that apparently black squirrels yeah. only pretty much populate southern Ontario. Really? I would need to look this up more, but I was talking to someone and they were like, oh, apparently like this. But there was like a Reddit post and they were like, look at this black squirrel I found. And everyone's just <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? We have black squirrels. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, maybe that's not true, but another squirrel fact. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrels. Mm, let's move on to the next animal. I think this is one of everyone's favorite. I've only seen one of these ever in my life. <laughs> Let's talk dead? about cicadas. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was alive. Oh. Uh, why do cicadas make such obnoxious noises? Honestly, that is a great question because I hate cicadas. They're so loud. They're, it's kind of like welcoming though because it's like, oh, it's hot out. It's summer. You know? Mwah. And they're cicadas big and nasty. They are pretty big. I'll, I'll yeah. attest to that one. So the high-pitched noise um, or sounds that come out of a cicada is called singing. And I put that in quotation marks because, girl, you just go back <laughs> girl, to lessons. No. Um, and it's used as a mating call, which is kind of common oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Um, by the males to attract other females of the same species. So actually different species of cicadas can have the same or uh, different mating calls. Like different pitches or just yeah, um, different noises? I don't know. I feel like they'd be kind of be the just same Just a different. Okay. Probably like, yeah, different rhythm maybe. like Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so some of the larger species can produce um, a call in excess of 120 decibels. That's a lot. It sounds loud, right? So it's um, at a close range. And this is approaching the pain threshold of a human ear. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I learned about that. That's, that's ridiculously loud. Yeah. Um, so the cicadas have an organ that produces sound. It's called a timbal, um, which are kind of like a ribbed membrane at the base of the abdomen. And when the internal muscles of the timbal uh, contract, 
it pulls the membrane inward and it makes a unique sound as it does that. Oh. But scientists don't know how they get it to be so loud. Oh, yeah. They're still figuring that one out. Um, and this sound actually can repel birds that prey on cicadas. Ooh. So males of the same species will sing in unison um, and like in like, hordes. Get out of here, bird. <laughs> yeah, to warn <laughs> off predators. And uh, yeah, that's why they're pretty loud sometimes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's since, like multi-use. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And since they're so loud, cicadas actually have an auditory membrane that protects its own auditory anatomy. That's, that's good. From how loud the sound is. So they have like built-in uh, like, like earplugs. Yeah. Pretty much. Noise-canceling. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why cicadas are so obnoxious. When you can't deal with your own voice. <laughs> you just, you're sometimes biologically want, built to Sometimes have. I want earplugs for you for me just me just you imagine if, if that was a thing if like earbuds could just drown out sound of certain people i would love that also there's um a black mirror episode kind of like that but you can oh it's you, seeing them right yeah it's, it's like visual and audio yeah. so when you look at them it's just like white noise. yeah i watched that episode yeah and then so, but you can like turn it off so the guy cheats on his wife so she turns yeah. him off and He's she turns like, no. his his daughter off so she he can't see his daughter anyways spoilers yeah. Yeah. No, I think I don't think that's a spoiler. It came out. It was like season two, probably. I don't know. Okay, next animal. Let's talk about dogs. Dogs? The doges. Dogs. Of the, the pet. Um, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, why do they dig in their beds? I don't know if anyone else has experiences who has a pet or a dog. Well, specifically a dog. I think just dogs. Um, My snake was digging in its bed. <laughs> what is wrong with it? But... Yeah, why do they dig in their beds? So there's several theories. Again, we don't really know. Scientists think that it could be an instinct left over from be- before dogs were domesticated. So wild dogs and wolves actually do this to get comfy. They create a nest um, out of whatever material mm-hmm. they have for their bed. Um, and they also dig holes to keep warm and stay safe from predators, like stay out of sight. So when dogs um, do this, they usually do this before they settle down. Like, they'll dig near your pillows in your bed or they'll dig in the corner of their beds and then eventually lay down. So they think it's just leftover um, instinct from from that time. Yeah. They also, dogs also have glands on the bottom of their paws that help transmit their sense around. So they could be marking their territory. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah. And this is um, usually when you see dogs that uh, scratch the ground after they, like, pee. That's probably what they're doing. Yeah. So um, dogs will also paw and like dig at things that spark their interest. So there might be like a different scent in their bed for that Ooh. day. Or Who, who's been laying in my bed? Who's been in my bed? Goldilocks. <laughs> um, and all the three bears. <laughs> um, or if there's like, I don't know, something under your floorboards or something, they might like dig there. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a dog digging without in their bed without settling down can be a sign of anxiety or another problem so i would check in with your vet if you notice that your dog is like like incessantly yeah digging but not really like really digging yeah um and not settling down because it could mean that they're anxious or whatever i remember going back to like the instinct of dogs Mm -hmm. um i remember i don't know why i know this or why i think this is a thing but dogs when they play with their toys and they aggressively shake the toy back and forth like left and right um that is from their like canine days well they are still canine (laughs) yeah but but they're domesticated no non-undomesticated yeah um because that's how you would like kill the animal yeah yeah that's probably a thing (laughs) 
enough about dogs we got some cat people some cat listeners oh yeah let's talk about some cats can't isolate just one part of the pet lovers so why do said cats purr so this is another one where we're not really quite sure but um a lot of research has been done so it i sorry i want to be the person who does this research just like watches a cat you know and like tries to figure out their behavioral like you're you're in a good mood today and you're purring or whatnot it's probably confusing probably you probably get really frustrated yeah you were this a minute ago Mm -hmm. so if your cat looks really relaxed um purring can convey happiness or being content um probably like if they're sleeping and you hear them purring or if you start petting them they start purring and they look relaxed and they're probably happy um, if it's near mealtime, cats' um, purrs can actually change. So it might get higher or have an extra oh. little noise in there. Mm-hmm. So researchers found that even non-cat owners could tell the difference between a hungry purr and like a normal purr. Wow. Right? So obviously it, it is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and kittens may purr to let their mothers know that they're, you know, still good, still kicking. Um, I'm still here. I'm still alive. Don't give up on me, please. Um, and it helps them form a bond as well. Oh, Yeah. And it's adorable. It could also be a way to soothe themselves when they're in pain or promote healing because of the low vibrations they produce oh. can actually help heal like bones and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready for uh, tiddling tidbit part two? Oh, hello. Let's go. Okay. So hyenas guinea pigs and raccoons has have been recorded as purring really yes that was hyenas guinea pigs Uh and raccoons Ah, trash 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 trash. (laughs) um and wild cats some wild cats purr but if they purr they can't roar oh so lions don't purr they they roar. roar yeah but um i'm pretty sure what about like, like lynxes pan- or like a panther okay, purrs, yeah. but, but a panther doesn't roar. doesn't roar. Wow. Yeah. So this is because um, roars were developed to protect prides and let other males know yeah. that like they're around and stay away. Um, and purring might have developed in a feline species who don't run in packs and like don't need to protect like that makes sense. Their big yeah. family um, and just don't didn't need it. so they it uses different parts of their anatomy wow. that they just don't have. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's purring. I saw an article pop up on my like suggested news article thing mm-hmm. that said we might be able to communicate with our cats with slow blinking. I didn't <laughs> I didn't click on the article, so it might just not be true. But I'm if gonna, you have a cat <laughs> I'm gonna try that out. My um two friends who live in Hamilton have two cats and one of them's really lazy and one of them is chaotic, so I'm gonna try slow blinking communication yeah. with them. Honestly do it. I cool. wanna I wanna know if it's true. Okay. Um, Perfect. Per- oh, oh, okay. Oh. Let's move on to some insects. Again. Shall we? Shall oh yeah, I guess shall. a bee was an insect. Uh, so was a cicada. Oh yeah. <laughs> Still an animal. Uh fruit flies. Ugh. The most annoying type of flies. Ugh. I don't care what anyone says. They're small, they're hard to catch. I don't think anyone is gonna challenge you on that. <laughs> well, what do they do? Why where do they come from? So, fruit f- since fruit flies are so tiny, that like, how do they even get into your house in the first place, Yeah, right? like, like, where like, do what, they come what? from? So, since they're so tiny, they can actually get into your house through screens and doors. Oh. Right? They're, they're freaking small. They're I have a, tiny. I have a fly swatter that I had to put tape over because <laughs> the fruit flies would go through it. <laughs> That's either Remember really it. good luck for them or really bad luck for you. Right? That they I were mean, able to get through the holes. It was a dollar store fruit. 
or a dollar store <laughs> fly, fly swatter. swatter yeah but anyways or they can come into your house through on the fruits and vegetables that you buy already oh, right well Which that's kind of nasty at all. so wash your fruit wash your veggies have you ever quick intermission here have you ever found eaten a fruit with something in it um like an insect? i've definitely eaten a cherry with a worm in it i feel like yeah i think g's yeah. done that too yeah i think so yeah our older sister and I, I was eating broccoli and I washed it or so I thought and there was a green little inchworm in it. Oh, but they're I was, okay. I was so close to eating it though. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no, not going to have broccoli anymore. Okay. So they're, now they're inside your house, right? Once inside your kitchen, all it takes is a moist area of fermenting objects. Sounds about right. Yeah. So this includes ripe fruits, vegetables um, that you leave out on the counter or drains, um, green bins, garbage cans, um, cans in general, anything with food in them pretty much. Yeah. Is a fruit fly uh, utopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fruit flies can lay up to 500 eggs at one time. Do you know how long it takes? Uh, I don't know. I did look into to egg egg making <laughs> rate. Because like, that's a lot. That is a lot. But also they're really tiny, right? Yeah, fruit that's true. Fruit flies are tiny, so their eggs are going to be tiny, so they're not going to take that much energy. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I was thinking to myself, why is it more common in the summer? Why? Ooh, true. Right? True. You don't see fruit flies in the winter? In, no. Okay, so it's more common in the summer because you're more likely to have ripened fruit around. When do we have fresh That's fruit, true. right? That's During the very summer. true. When do we bring things home from the farmer's market? Never. During the summer. Okay. Oh, oh, not, I. yeah, never in what? winter, just in summer. <laughs> okay, so just some prevention tips. Um, refrigerate your fruits and vegetables and wash and cover your fruit that's left out. Yeah. Um, and empty out containers that have food in them often, like green bins and garbage cans. Remember we had to wash the green bin? Because it was so, like, there were eggs in the green bin. Not in the inside green bin, the outside green bin. Oh, I did read that um, fruit flies, larvae, 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 no, larvae, (laughs) they feed on um, the ripened, like, brown parts of fruits and vegetables. So if you actually take those parts off of your fruits and vegetables, you probably won't eat any fruit flies. Babies. Yeah. Oh, I was sorry. So in second year, um, we had a green bin and I was really pushing my roommates like, oh, we should do a green bin because it's it's good for the environment. Yeah. And it's good for our garbage and stuff. And then when I came home once on the counter, there was literally like, I don't know if they were maggots or fruit flies, oh. but there was like eggs on the counter. Oh, no, thank you. Were and they like white? in the green bin. No, I think they were like brownish. Oh, so I, I don't have no idea what they were. Fruit flies are white. I, I might no be wrong. Idea. That's, I don't know. But it was disgusting. I had to clean the counter and it was, I was like, guys, seriously, this is not that hard. Like, I don't yeah. know like, what is going on. Just Anyways, do it properly. Ooh, round us off. Last question. Last question. Let's go. How does hibernation work and what about antifreeze frog? Have you heard of the antifreeze frog? I haven't. Please oh, enlighten me. Please. I'm so excited. Okay. So half of this um, paragraph that I wrote out is about the frog because I was pretty excited about it. Uh, yeah, you when we were really sitting around doing research together, you're like, do you know about this? I'm like, no. Great. Perfect. Okay. So hibernation, right? We, we all kind of learned about hibernation in like elementary school. Yeah. But hibernation is defined as a longer version of torpor. torpor. What the heck is that? That's what I wrote. What is torpor, <laughs> you ask? It's a deep sleep where the body temperature decreases slightly. And the body temperature decreases, which decreases metabolism and heart rate and breathing rate. So it like really decreases everything. So it's like the REM cycle, mm-hmm. the REM stage of sleep yeah. for humans, so, but to- longer. <laughs> okay, go oh, ahead. <laughs> so torpor, the main difference between hibernation and torpor, I'll, I don't know if I'm saying this right either. T-O-R-P-O-R, to- torpor. 
Topper. 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 Okay, I'm just going to keep saying torpor. <laughs> the main difference is that hibernation is a much, much deeper sleep. And t- body temperature lowers significantly more than in torpor. Um, in torpor, which is like the light sleep pretty much, mm-hmm. the animal's um, able to be easily awakened. Oh. Yeah. So hibernation and torpor is both used to preserve energy stores when food is scarce during the winter, which is why many animals like bulk up in the summer and then in fall and when food is plentiful. Yeah. Um, so hibernation can last days to months depending on the species. Mm-hmm. So like groundhogs can hibernate for up to 150 days. Oh my god! Isn't that wild? And I'm pretty sure that's consecutively. So do they just, they like just eat a whole bunch before and then yeah. their body's just like, will slowly use your energy. Yeah. And then I think in hibernation, depending on the species, um, some some species will wake up for like a day to um, like pass waste and drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they go back to sleep. Wow. Honestly, I wish I had the ability to just sleep. (laughs) Right. I just want to hibernate. Fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So in torpor, it's usually shorter periods of a deep sleep. So they usually wake up in periods to eat, pass waste, drink water, and then continue to sleep. So Mm -hmm. they do this in smaller periods. Yeah. Um, And although bears, um, oh, (laughs) bears don't technically hibernate. They really they torpor. Oh, okay. They They do those like so they do very um, smaller easily awakened things yeah so bears can actually <laughs> recycle their waste while they're sleeping in order to upkeep their bodily function yeah so keep those proteins up you know stuff like that true hibernators include groundhogs ground squirrels snakes and many species of bats those are like true wow. hibernators so like they deep deep sleep yeah light sleepers or the torpor species include bears possums raccoons skunks Oh. Right, things that you like sometimes see in the winter, and you're like, "What are you? What are you, what doing? Are you doing out here, sir? Are you Shouldn't doing? you be sleeping?" Yeah. So uh, now we're gonna move Let's on to the cool. frog. Let's go into this frog. I'm so I'm excited. excited. The most ex- exciting thing about this frog is that it's found in Ontario. Really? Yeah. Okay. Go so, Ontario. Pop off, sis. Pop off. So this frog like essentially creates an antifreeze to, for itself. For itself. So there's a frog called the wood frog. Wood frog. Yeah. Got it. Um, where they cover themselves with leaves when it gets cold. It's okay. like it's like um, late fall. Okay. It's, get, it's getting chilly. Yeah. And they cover themselves with leaves. And when the first ice crystals form, they become hard and crunchy. Ew. Especially when you <laughs> drop them. I read that in an article. Well, who's picking up these frogs and why are you dropping them? The frog guy. Like, I don't ha- know. Who tested this? But they're hard and crunchy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So special special cells in their blood called nucleating proteins cause the water in their blood to freeze first which sucks out most of the water from inside of the cells oh so the the cells themselves aren't freezing it's the water in the blood that's in the freezing. nucleating proteins yeah yes so at the same time the frog's liver makes a lot of glucose or like sugar like yeah. simple sugars which packs the cells and prop them up and stops additional water from being taken out, which can destroy them. Oh. Yeah. So they're dehydrated enough that they um, aren't doing a lot of, like, metabolism and stuff. Yeah. But they're not dehydrated enough so that the cell is completely destroyed. Yeah. So in this state, the frog is essentially suspended in time. There's no heartbeat. That's so There's no brain activity until they decide to thaw. Or until, I guess, the weather gets better. I was going to say, it's not really yeah. up to them. Is that why sometimes, like, I don't know if this is a thing, but when the winter gets really nice and then it gets really bad again? 
Yeah. Like, do those frogs die? Can they well, easily go back into... Here's the thing. It goes through cycles, okay. technically. So when the weather starts to get warmer, they can thaw. Mm-hmm. But then if it gets colder in a normal cycle, then they freeze again. Yeah. But with... Um, climate change yes which is a thing definitely a thing (laughs) it's real it's not a hoax with climate change um winters are doing more of their like oh i'm super super cold now i'm really really warm yeah so if we go from really cold to really warm and then we go to really cold again which has happened yeah these frogs aren't prepared to to freeze themselves again so then they die that's sad sad. yeah because that's why we need to stop global warming bring awareness to it for the frogs for the for the wood frogs or the wood frogs yeah so eventually in a normal condition it eventually just gets warm enough and then they hop away oh and they're found in canada wow i don't know are if they they're found in ontario what are their size um i don't know do you want me to find a picture for you no it's okay okay um wow yeah that frogs. was great hey do you want to hear a joke uh sure why did the chicken oh cross God. the road why because <laughs> howdy partner get it oh oh i have a joke um what um what do you call oh what do you call a frog (laughs) who got a parking ticket i don't know what toad (laughs) but on okay guys let us know which which joke was better did you get mine though no what'd you say it was like cock i said because like bok like a chicken bok bok but why did it cross the road because okay that's enough of that that was very informing do you like that yeah i think my favorite part was, was the squirrels you asked me what my favorite animal was and then shutting it down yeah i don't even remember it was a rhino oh not my favorite what i what animal what I'd animal be. you would yeah. be yeah what animal okay. would you want to be Ange? um my favorite animal is a giraffe yes because they're yellow and i like yellow i feel like okay Everyone thinks me liking yellow is weird. Anyways. Not but not you liking yellow. Just like that's the reason why you like giraffes. Yeah. Why do you like cheetahs? Okay, we're taking this out. <laughs> if I was an animal, I would probably be like a fish. Interesting. Yeah. Swim, swim. Because there's plenty of fish in the sea. Oh, but don't just settle. Don't be a lobster. I'm, I'm going to settle at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to float to the top. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. okay. What are we talking about next week? That's it from us. We're going to be talking about some Bluetooth Ooh. and how that works. I don't know how that works. Is it dangerous? <gasps> Radiation. To find out. <laughs> All right. So if you don't already, follow us on uh, Instagram at my sister knows why no spaces no nothing follow us on all the major plot podcast platforms oh we got the google podcast we got the apple podcast we got the spotify we got the stitcher, stitcher. We, we're on overcast i'm pretty sure which is like a podcast cool platform thing yeah uh, leave a rate and review subscribe yeah um if you think one of your friends would enjoy this the best i'm learning in school that the best best way to get more exposure is through uh, the voice so you telling people oh so, yeah, pass it along. Yeah, pass along. If you enjoy this, maybe your friend will. Maybe your maybe your mom will. Maybe your grandma will. Maybe a distant cousin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you didn't know, now, now you, you know. know. All right. Goodbye.